welcome back, everyone. Uh, this is Lori Leffer. And Father Corey Nelson. And we have been visiting. Uh, these two hours have gone by so fast, Father. We've been visiting with Mother Madonna from the Carmel of Mary in Wapiton. We had Brother David Norsted on, and he uh, w- uh, went from North Dakota to Oregon to be with the Dominicans uh, right now. We have had Father Timothy... Um, Oh, I'm sorry, Caster. Father Caster, thank yep. you, from uh, South Dakota and his inspiring story from uh, not being Catholic and becoming Catholic and how God just prepared him for the priesthood. And now we come to the vocation of marriage. And welcome, Andrew and Maria Bartel. Thank you for having us. Well, Great thank to have you, you. Yes, thank you for saying yes to this, uh, to answering marriage and to being on Real Presence Radio. So where are you calling from today? Um, well, we live in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Okay. And, Maria, if you want to introduce yourself. Yeah, my name's Maria, um, and I teach first grade at St. Lambert in Sioux Falls. Oh, awesome. so you're at St. Lambert. Yeah. yeah. You, get, you guys get to be on Real Presence Radio a little, um, quite often down there. Yeah, they were on a couple weeks ago. So. Yeah. <laughs> so um, who would like to start out with uh, letting us know just really brief uh, how many children you have and um, where each of you uh, uh, are from, and then um, we'll get to the point of you met, and we'll go from there. Well... We don't have any children yet. Um, okay. You know, that's part of, part of you know, one of our, you know, things is everything is on God's time. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we are on God's time, not on our own time. So, you know, that's one of those things that's on God's time. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, you know, we can, we can pray and we can, um, we can request, but it's, it's ultimately God's decision. Mm-hmm. And, well, I'm... Um, currently in South Dakota, but I'm originally from Wisconsin, and, you know, I came, and I'm a canon lawyer and civil attorney, and I'm uh, Vice President of Mission Integration for Felician Services, and um, Maria and I met, you know, actually through friends in the church, and she was living in Minnesota when I was living in South Dakota, and so it was a long-distance relationship at first, and we were both a little bit older in life. Um, and I want to say, you know, we were in our 30s, yep. you know, when we first started dating. So it was a little bit different situation for us. And um, starting out with a long-distance relationship, I think, you know, it gave us a different respect for um, learning about each other and being very intentional Mm-hmm. in building the communication and the relationship. And it actually, I think, gave us a good foundation to keeping communication strong in our relationship. Yeah. That's that's a good foundation. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. And, Maria, what do you remember from meeting? Yeah, um, well, just, you know, being a little bit older and kind of going through my vocation as a single woman, wondering, you know, where is... God's person for me, will they ever show up? And um, finally I met Andrew and was like, okay, this is, you know, what I've been waiting for. And um, just knowing that I, you know, I wasn't going to settle for um, someone that didn't have the same values that I was looking for. And he had a good foundation, solid Catholic faith. And um, we just 
hit it off and um like he said being long distance really helped us build that communication and also that trust like not seeing each other every day or sometimes not even being able to, to talk every day we I still knew that he was faithful to me even though we were um separated by you know several hundred miles and um that that would continue on is when we did pursue um marriage and you know going to that vocation that that wasn't going to change so maria um uh, first off, before we get into a couple other questions, and, and Father has a few questions here too, you as a, uh, when you were a single um, female young lady, uh, did you ever think uh, that, well, am I supposed to maybe look at religious life versus marriage because I am uh, the marriage vocation with a, a man because there's just not ha- anything happening here, God? <laughs> Um, I, I did sometimes think about that, but it was, you know, I always felt called to marriage and to having a family, being a mother, and um, so it was more kind of like a threat to God, like, well, if you don't bring this man into my life, then I'm going to become a nun, um, but it was never something I really felt called to do. Um, <laughs> yeah, You're chuckling so over you there. Know, I a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um, praying through that and adoration was a really helpful thing for me during that time. Um, and I read, you know, some books and I had, it also helped me develop a good set of single female friends that we, you know, had similar stories and could just build those relationships and even some that were quite a bit younger, but, um, you know, age is not important in good solid friendships and, yeah. Yeah. So that was really helpful in my discernment and through that, that time of my life. Right. Yeah, I see. So I see that tomorrow is your anniversary. Is that correct? It is. Yes, it is. Wow. Can you tell us how long you guys have been married together? We've, this will be our second year anniversary. Oh, so it's, congratulations. it's only been a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually dated for quite a few years before we, we got married. Mm-hmm. Four years. Um, we actually were married four years to the date that we first talked to each other. Wow. Wow. So, so it was it was not intentionally done that way, but when we realized it, we were like, okay, God had that plan for picking that date. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Congratulations. So Thank what would, you. what would you say your guys' approach to marriage was before you even met each other? <clears throat> you know, in... There was a lot of preparation in knowing, okay, well, first, you know, when you're younger, you think about what do you want in a spouse, mm-hmm. and you're thinking about what are those qualities, but you hit a point that I realized, you know, marriage is really about us being orientated towards the good of our spouse, mm-hmm. and in realizing that, the other thing that I needed to look at was, am I the right person for my spouse? Mm-hmm. as much as is she the right person for me. Yeah. So I had to make sure that I'm not just finding the right person to marry, but I'm being the right person for someone else to marry. Yeah. And that is a lot in my own personal development, my spiritual development. Am I doing am I doing the work that I need to do on myself to make myself a good husband? Mm-hmm. And I think that was as important to my preparation for marriage um, 
as finding Maria. Uh, because if I wasn't the right, if I wasn't the man that I needed to be, if I wasn't the, you know, the spouse material that I needed to be, she could have, you know, walked right past me as being, well, yeah, we met, but he's not good enough for, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, but it's important for me to know that, you know, my number one job is to get my spouse to heaven yeah. and I need to make sure that I'm that right person. And so having that development prior to meeting Maria, you know, I won't say I'm done. You know, you can ask Maria, I still have a lot of work to do. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that was, that was, I think, the process I felt I needed to Mm do before getting married. That's beautiful. And I just, I just think of how, how different our world would be if everybody approached marriage that way. <laughs> you know, how can, how am I, what am I called to do? Obviously to get my spouse to heaven. If people thought that way, everyone thought that way. Um, and how I need to prepare myself for this. This isn't just something we jump into, right? That this is a vocation from God that's meant ultimately to get my spouse to heaven and to, yeah. yeah. So that's a that's a beautiful thing, Maria. Do you have anything to add to that? Or, um, I mean, I think Andrew summed it up really well. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think just you know, in I think God taught me a lot during my time of being single as just to trust His will for my life, and you know, it's still a lesson that He's teaching me through marriage. Um, mm-hmm. But just you know, being patient and trusting that he has a plan for me and um, for my future and that he's he's in control and he's got it. And Mm -hmm. I might not always see the whole picture or um, see how he's working. Yeah, beautiful. It sounds like you both had good examples growing up. Did you both have good parents that taught you about this sacrament of marriage and all that and what that entails? Yes, um, we both come from, you know, um, families where strong marriages, their parents are both still married, and um, my parents will be celebrating their 39th wedding anniversary coming up um, in December, and um, just, they always, I mean, faith has always been a part of their, our family, my family growing up, and um, I know my parents always, you know, prayed for me to meet the right person, and they always encouraged me to actively kind of search for that, but they also knew that God was in control and that I was going to just trust Him and um, that He would take care of me, and yeah. yeah. You know, one of the things that I always remember with my parents is that, you know, faith was always a priority, and, you know, you did not miss Mass on Sunday. You know, we always prayed before meals. And I think having that prayer integrated into um, your daily and weekly life, and then also knowing that service was always a part of, you know, helping others was always something that I noticed that my my parents always did. Mm -hmm. And um, not just, okay, we showed up for Mass on Sunday, but what do you take from that and live out during the week? And that was that was probably the big takeaway that I took from my parents is it's not just about showing up to Mass on Sunday. It's about taking that and helping out others throughout the week. So, um, you know, this is a wonderful example of um, apparently both of you took your time. You just, you didn't say, well, this long distance uh, relationship, we, we need to be 
together. We, we need to, somebody has to change their job and we need to move in together and live together and, and figure it out from there. Um, you didn't take that, that route that, um, and, and, and I can see where both of you had a strong, uh, faith background already, but to those who are out there and, um, you said that you took a few years to discern, to get to that point of, um, uh, proposal, Andrew, right? <laughs> yep. Um, so, um, can you, what advice do you have for those out there that are, are just like wanting to try it on, let's say, you know, they just, they want to try to be in that, in the, uh, this relationship to see if it works. You, you, we hear that a lot these days. You know, it's relationships aren't, you know, marriage is not a disposable thing. And I think that's the first thing to emphasize is looking at yourself as a human. She's, she's not disposable. She yeah. is my forever. And I think a lot of people of relationships in the long term as much. And so, you know, you don't want to go out and, you know, buy a house with doing, without doing research on, like, okay, is this a good house? And not that I needed to, like, research more yet, but that's the discernment time is, is this the right person for me and am I the right person for them? You know, and that's, I think, the other one that's usually harder is they see the good qualities in their spouse and they want to jump into something. But to really take your time and know that, you know, God does have a plan. And the other thing that, you know, I had to remind myself is, and, I, and I've told this to other, other friends who've, who've been dating as well, before you start dating them, make sure you're willing to break up with them. And I know that sounds weird, but unless you're, some people just, they, they want someone to have someone. Mm-hmm. And that's not the right approach to discerning marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and so being willing to leave a relationship that's not healthy is important because yeah. you don't want to stay in an unhealthy relationship or not the right relationship just because you don't want to be single. Right. And so you have to first be at a good place for yourself to be willing to be single. And, you know, I know that's not what I was called. He was called to be married. But I also had to be willing to be single to find the right person so that I didn't go into something that was unhealthy or the wrong relationship. That's very um, that's very good advice. Um, how about, like, you were in your um, older 20s, 30s. Uh, what about the ones that are um, the older you know, 17, 18, 19, early, and early 20s. Could you both each give just a brief advice about, um, can you be a friend to the opposite sex for, you know, a brief amount of time? And, and, and um, like you said, be willing to break up, be together, respect the others, uh, personal space, but yet, you know, be willing to break up. You know, I think it's, you know, for an advice for a 17-year-old, you have time. You know, it's not, you don't have to rush into anything. And now you don't have to wait as long as we did. Um, We're not saying that, you know, everyone needs to wait until they're, you know, until they're 30 to get married. But trusting in God's time and making sure that you have time to develop 
a good and healthy relationship. And that I think, you know, this was another benefit. I mean, to leave the physical things out of it, you know, you know, a little bit easier when, when God put a little distance in between us. But to make sure that you have a healthy friendship, because this is someone that you're going to live with. You're going to spend more time with them than anyone else in your life. This is someone that you have to truly be a friend to before you can be a spouse to. Mm-hmm. It's someone that you really have to be able to appreciate um, and that you have common values, you have common interests. And not that you all have to do, you have to like the same activities. You know, I like to cook and Maria doesn't. Um, there's, you know, and that, and that works out for us, though, because, you know, there's one of us who likes to do it and one that stays, that doesn't get involved. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but it's that we're compatible for each other in that way. Mm-hmm. You know, that we're making sure that we're compatible. And so I think that um, you can truly, you have to be a friend before you can be a spouse. Because I don't know how you could be a spouse without being a friend first. Excellent. Well, thank you, Andrew and Maria. Please stay on, and we we have to take a short break, but we will be back. And so thank you for joining in. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. This is Father Anthony Craig from the Diocese of Duluth. Being a priest is a great joy in my life, and I love especially the celebration of Holy Mass, where there is the sacrifice of Jesus once again displayed before us, that we are informed by it, and it changes our life. Over time, the grace of the Lord actually gives us joy. And as a priest, to celebrate that sacrament, the sacrament of the Eucharist for people, and to bring God from the altar down to others and to give them the Eucharist is a great joy in my life. And as I distribute communion, I ask the Lord to bless each of the people that come up to receive the host. And I thank God for the great gift of the priesthood, which gradually came to me. It was not all at once, but over time I realized that the Lord was giving me the desire and ability to be a priest and to be a man in Christ, a man of the church, and a man for others. And he eventually showed me that that was the true joy, that where my deep gladness met the world's great need. And that is the essence of a vocation. As a working mother, I was thrilled to learn about the University of Mary's new online Catholic-infused graduate programs that truly work around my schedule. University of Mary knows that choosing to continue your education at this point in life can be both challenging and rewarding. That's why we've created a robust portfolio of truly affordable, truly flexible, and truly formative online programs to make choosing easy. Visit us at catholicprofessional.life. That's dot L-I-F-E. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And thanks for staying with us on Real Presence Live. I'm Father Corey Nelson. 
and we have Lori Leffer with us. And we are visiting with Andrew and Maria Bartel, and they're talking to us about the sacrament or the vocation of holy matrimony and the very beautiful story of how they met and how they... Um, grown as a couple through long distance and and through God's call, waiting, not just jumping into relationships, but waiting for the one God called for them. And so thank you for holding with us, Andrew and Maria. Thank you for having you back. And please uh, tell us a bit more. Let's see, over the past few years, how have you seen God bless your marriage by keeping him at the center of your lives? Um, Yeah, just through our individual faith and then coming together um, it's been really helpful just to have God at the center of our marriage and the center of our own personal lives. Um, you know, marriage isn't always easy, and um, sometimes it's hard because we don't always understand God's plan for our future, um, kind of things that are out of our control, you know, God's timing. And um, we've been able to lean on each other and know that our spouse will support us and help bring us back to to the Lord during those difficult times. Sometimes we might need reminders of you know, how God has been faithful in the past, and um, the other person is always there to just give us that reminder and you know, lead us back to Him and pray with us. And mm-hmm. yeah, and people sometimes say that marriage is fifty-fifty. But if we look to the example of Christ, he gave 100%. He gave all of himself for us. And when we look at our marriage in that same model, we're called to give 100% to our spouse, not 50%. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're really giving 100 100 from each of us. And that's where, you know, if Rand's having a, a tough time and she's not able to give 100%, we still have, you know, I'm, I need to give that 100 and vice versa. So we're really called to be building each other up just the same way that, you know, Christ gave himself for us. We're giving ourselves to our spouse. Um, so we're really called to do that same self-sacrifice spiritual gift um, to our spouse. Beautiful. It's, um, yeah, it, it, you both, um, Andrew and Maria, have described uh, the marriage sacrament um, almost to a T and and so um, the simpleness in what God calls us to for a marriage vocation uh, to to each other until we uh, join him in heaven again is what we really need to look at to build on don't make it too complicated but when it does become complicated always fall, fall back on what God gave us w- would you say yeah. that that's true? Oh, yeah, very true. And, you know, it, it sounds simple on paper, but it, it requires the work. And so that's why we don't want to make everyone feel like it's just very easy. But it's, it's having those simple principles that God gives us that we can fall back on uh, yeah. as, as our template. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, we are coming to a close for our our segment with you today, and this has been just a very enjoyable uh, time with you, to, hearing your story and, and how you came together, and that God is your strength. And um, anything that you're especially going to do in this uh, hopefully non-COVID year this year? <laughs> well, um, you know, the last number of years, and this is something that we did 
actually for our wedding as well is that we've served at the banquet in Sioux Falls. And it's always been, you know, in prepping for a marriage, you think about how much you put into, you know, cost-wise to the wedding, and we thought of how much good we could do to others. And so that's something that we did again last year. And it's a reminder to us that we are called to serve. You know, we're called to serve both our spouse, um, but we're also called to serve our fellow man. And so, you know, it's, it's that reminder that we are here for the other person. Um, and so we'll again be serving um, a meal for the homeless um, at the banquet. And it's always just been a very kind of good reminder in our life that um, we are very blessed. We are very fortunate. And we, um, we are here to serve others just like Christ served us. Wonderful. And is, is this a soup kitchen type banquet where you... Um, yep, you prepare the meal and then serve it. A little different right now because of COVID, so the meals are all prepared to go. But uh-huh. yeah, there's still a lot of people in need. So yes, yeah. yes, very much. And it's the banquet in Sioux Falls is a wonderful uh, feeding ministry to those who are in need. And you know, we always bring uh, wedding cake, and so we'll be bringing kind again this year. Um, <laughs> as just like a touch to them. That's and that's one of the one of the things that really touched me was when we served the first time. Uh, one of the homeless persons asked us, when did we get married? They uh-huh. thought that we were giving them the leftovers from, from Oh, my life. goodness. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. We hadn't been married yet. And that's what really ha- hit me was that they feel that they they always get the leftovers. And right. so we were giving them our first fruits. You know, we right. gave them our first wedding cake. Um, awesome. And that really, it meant so much more to them, and it really hit me as well. Wow. Beautiful. Well, Andrew and Maria, we thank you so much for your uh, willingness to come on, and I wish we could continue to stay on and, and be with, uh, ask you more of these uh, questions about this beautiful uh, vocation you've been called to. But unfortunately, we got to go. And so we thank you all for listening in uh, today. And I'm Father Corey Nelson. Lori Leffert. And we'll talk to you later. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast anytime of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.